What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. My name is Zach Clinton. I'll be your host. And as we continue to grow, I'll have friends joining me each week to interview some of the leading experts in the fields of motivational speaking, mental health, ministry, and even sports. Our goal is to instill hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through your life today. And our prayer is that after each episode, you'd be more equipped and encouraged to look, love, and live more like Christ from the inside out. That's our definition of what it means to be built different. So I hope you're ready. You better buckle up. Let's roll. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Built Different Podcast. Listen, you are joining us at one of the most beautiful times of the year. It is Christmas time, and we are headed into our Advent series. Zach and I are so excited because we we've are. got some, yeah, we've got some incredible guests joining us, talking about some incredible things for us to really not miss our moment this Christmas. Listen, we had an extraordinary opportunity to sit down with one of the best Bible teachers, authors, speakers, Ruth Jo Simons. She is incredible. She has written several books talking about you know when striving cease she's got a new one out right now called emmanuel and we can't wait for you to hear this episode listen we talk through some encouraging things to, to just even look through at the holiday season you know we talk through waiting and not wasting your season of wait but also this idea of when to find rest and and setting aside the time just really enjoy all that god wants to do in and through this season zach i know you enjoyed the interview yes this interview for me, G, I think was super exciting. As you said, Ruth is just incredible at what she does. She's an incredible communicator, but first and foremost, she's just a servant of the Lord, and she really has a heart for Him and for others and helping us better understand the character, I would say, of the Lord's heart. I think during this time, as you said, the word busyness, that really comes to my mind as well, because when you think about it, we're all, in a sense, competing, right? Because it's like, man, who's got the best decorated house? Who's got the nicest tree? Who's got the most lights up? Who's the best host, right? And so all of these different things where we're striving for the wrong things, as we talk about in this episode. And I love Ruth's book, When Striving Ceases. She talks about not striving for perfection anymore, instead striving for obedience. And how are we going to steward the gifts that God has already blessed us with? There's a quote in there that Ruth shared at an e-woman event that I want you to think about just up front, and you'll hear more about it and what she means by that, where she says, we were always made and created to be weak recipients of God's goodness and grace a weak recipient. That's not a word that typically comes to mind when I think about who I want to be defined as, right? I want to be strong. I want to be capable. I want to be these things, but a weak recipient of his goodness and grace. That's just something to carry with you throughout today's episode and throughout the rest of your day and hopefully the rest of your holiday season. So you guys, we're so excited. Let's welcome our good friend, Miss Ruth. Ruth, thank you so much for joining the Built of Our Podcast today. We're so excited to have you here. Yes. Garrett and Zach, I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we are right smack dab in the middle of our Advent series. Yes. It's the best time of year. It's Christmas. It and, you know, we, we love this time of year. Um, and so we're glad that you're joining us specifically for Christmas. And so just to, you know, start up front, just talk about you a little bit. You have a really cool job. <laughs> mom to six. I, I see on social media, you call them man cubs. <laughs> yeah. Um, six boys, you know, it's Christmas time and I bet this time is, is crazy for you guys. Do you have any fun things you're doing, things you're looking forward to, maybe even a tradition you want to share with us? Yeah. Well, you know, it's such an interesting season now. My oldest is 20 and my youngest is nine and they are all boys and two are in college. So, you know, my biggest 
thing that I want this season is that we rest well and we play well, that we do right. both well, because sometimes you can just miss the whole season if you're too preoccupied with other things. And so um, our tradition, I would say more than anything, is to make sure that um, we linger long at the table, which is our favorite thing, like just have, make intentional conversations happen. Um, we listen to a lot of hymns. We sing a lot of hymns. And we really open our home up a lot this time of year, which can be tricky to like put aside the part of me that wants to get everything perfect. But just realizing that making extra room at the table is really important. That's so fun. So, Ruth, many of our audience, they're familiar with you and what you do. But then there's some that that this may be their first introduction to you. And so just for the next few moments, I want to dive into who you are, what you're doing. You know, you are a best-selling author, a popular speaker. You're an artist and you head up the Grace Laced Co. Uh, you've had the opportunity to even just put together some beautiful Bible studies. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and all of that, like you're a popular author. You've got an amazing book out called When Strivings Cease. Mm. And then right now, Christmas time, you have a new book out and it's called Emmanuel, an invitation to prepare him room at Christmas and always. Mm. You know, Ruth, in a, in a season that feels like there's so much preparation and we're cooking, you know, we're cleaning, we're decorating, we're preparing people to come over, we're buying gifts, you name it. The holiday, you know, chaos is, is, is among us. You know, it seems like that we can often get lost maybe in, in preparing for the wrong things or preparing for the right things, but losing sight of what's important specifically. Uh, around this season. And so I just want to ask you with this new book out, Emmanuel, what prompted you to write it? Yeah. Well, you know, if you follow me at all, or you just know my heart, I'm always trying to peel back the layers of what we're really all after. And the truth is, whether you're talking about when striving sees or Emmanuel, the truth is we're all looking to be seen, known, and loved. And this time of year, we're like, wanting to know that there is a way to peace, right? We see peace on earth and we see joy to the world. And the truth is, this is that time of year where I think everybody feels it. Like we're all kind of going, hey, I, I kind of want to know that I'm here on purpose and I'm I'm purposeful in my life and that my life matters and that the people that I love love me back. And those are not wrong things to want and desire to feel affirmation about. But I think sometimes we get so caught up in trying to control those scenarios and trying to like create the feeling that we need to have, which we sometimes call quote, the magic of Christmas. Like we're trying to like earn approval or seek affection or try to secure some sense of I am a good mom. And we focus on the wrong thing. And somehow when December 26th comes around, we suddenly wonder, why do I feel like I'm emotionally crashing? And that somehow my need, my expectations weren't met, or now do I have to wait a whole year before the magic comes back around? And for us who are Christ followers, we have to ask the question, if Emmanuel, God with us, came to us mm. so that we would never be without him, we could walk with him, then why do we save up all this hope-filled journey with him for only 25 days of the year, right? So, so that's really what prompted me to write this book, because I really wanted to consider how is it that we're so good at preparing room in our homes. We put up decor on our mantles. We um, decorate our trees, but we don't prepare our hearts so often. Mm, I love that idea of preparing our hearts for this season of life, especially entering the holiday season, Ruth. And something that I love about this book, Emmanuel, is just that it's split into four different sections, right? You talk about our posture, 
God's promise, our response, and our Messiah. And I think it's a perfect resource to be reading through, right? Starting today, December 1st, as of this recording, all the way up to Christmas Day, 25 days of just chapters that we can really dive into. And what struck me when I opened your book were the first six chapters, specifically the titles of those chapters. I want to read them for our listeners today. In this order, it says, from expectation to expectant, from worried to worshipful, from lacking to generous, from isolated to invited, from stressed to grateful, and from jealous to joyful. I Mamas, mean, we all know, um, nobody is a stranger to challenge or adversity. And although Christmas can seem like a very exciting and magical time of the year for some, it can be a pretty difficult time for others. Maybe someone, maybe there's an empty chair at the dinner table this Christmas and they're going through grief and loss and doubt and discouragement may be piling on top of them. But Miss Ruth, as your chapter titles really speak, how can we begin transitioning from these feelings of negativity into a more hopeful expectation for what this season is truly all about? Yeah, that's such a good question. I think first and foremost, we're not talking about hiding those feelings or just repressing them or saying, hey, I'm going to just go to enough parties to make sure that I feel lively and happy and I'm just going to not think and numb out to those things. No, that's not healthy at all. I think the truth is we do struggle with stress. We do struggle with worry. Some of us are feeling a pinch in our bank accounts and we might feel like we don't have anything to give. And those are real feelings. Those are real struggles, right? Um, when we have expectations because we've been let down so many times. That's a real feeling. But the truth is, Jesus is the anecdote to every single thing that we long for in life. And so the truth that we have to keep coming back to over and over again is we can go to, we can look to Target, we can look to our family members, we can look to gifts, we can look to parties to try to satisfy and help fill us up. But none of those things will ever satisfy, right? Amen? Like they will never, never satisfy. So the the way we can start transitioning is to say, okay, Lord, I surrender. I really do have expectations. I really do struggle with my own sense of expectation, my own worry, my own stress. Help me go back to your word. Help me go back to the character of God and remember how you promise to fill the need that me controlling the situation will never provide. Mm, it's that idea of surrender, like you're talking about, Miss Ruth. And, you know, something that really comes to my mind as I think about this, as we talk about what do we do in preparation, right, for Christmas, so that way we don't miss these moments. Something that I did last year was I read a chapter of Luke each and every day leading up all the way through Christmas Eve. And as I was reading, I met up with one of my spiritual mentors in the faith, and he was sitting down with me after the second day. So I'd read Luke chapters 1 and 2. And, you know, Luke chapter two is very infamous. It's the story of when Jesus is born right there. But he said, did, what did you get out of Luke chapter one? And I'm sitting there talking to him. I'm like, you know, I, I got a couple things, but he said, did you read Luke 145? And this is a verse where Mary had just been confronted by the angel, told that she was about to birth the son of God. And she runs to her cousin Elizabeth's house who has John within her. And it's, that's kind of that passage where the baby leaped inside of her for joy just because of the presence of Jesus. But then Elizabeth said the words to Mary that stuck with me that my pastor really wanted me to stick onto. And it said, blessed is she who has believed that he would fulfill his promises to her. I think that is just such an incredible passage to remember in this time of our lives and in this season that we can cling to the truths and that we can cling to the promises of God's word because he's not just the promise maker, but he's the promise keeper as well. Miss Ruth, and 
a most recent Extraordinary Women event in Lancaster. That's how we pronounce it, Lancaster, <laughs> Pennsylvania. You shared a powerful word and message that really stuck with me. And you noted the truth is uh, we're not enough. And we were never meant to be enough, and we don't have to be enough. Why? Because Jesus is. But then you shared a line that struck me in the heart, and it has really been something I've been marinating on since. You said, you were always meant to be a weak recipient of God's grace, reminding us that God supplies exactly what he requires. Ruth, can you describe when and how you specifically were able to understand that a true and genuine pursuit of Jesus is done through surrendering rather than striving? Yeah. Wow. Well, um, because we don't have all day. I mean, this has been a lifelong struggle, guys. I mean, I have been able to share over and over again from coast to coast that the truth is I am a natural striver, like all through college, thinking somehow I was going to um, get everything I want by marrying the right guy, getting the right degree, surrounding myself with the right friends, getting into the right job. I know there are a lot of listeners here who probably feel the same way. We may not say it out loud, but there's some sense of I will, if I could just get my circumstances right and control those things, I will get the life I want. And it wasn't until I really started digging into and had a college uh, mentor who helped me understand the Sermon on the Mount and how often Jesus taught and said repeatedly, like, you think that you can keep the law in this way and that you'll be free and clear. But what you really need to do is recognize you can't. You can't even look lustfully at a woman, right? It's not just about, hey, I'm, I got, I'm, I'm doing pretty good, but they just wired inside of us. We have a murderous spirit sometimes when we're hating, that we are coveting things, even if we don't say it out loud. And so he's addressing the heart. And I think when I finally was able to get honest before the Lord and say, yeah, Ruth is unable to just toe the line to make sure everything's perfect. That's when I started surrendering and realizing, oh, that's why I need the grace of God. That's why Jesus came. It's not just for me to, you know, Jesus isn't some helper that helps us live a better life. No, he came to save us, rescue us from the trap of thinking that we could do it on our own. And so my desire and my great hope is that we would begin understanding this truth. If, if this is new to a listener here during the Christmas season, that it would be the beginning of recognizing that everything you're trying to achieve and attain for yourself was meant to be a gift from God by him and through him alone. So good. This idea of surrender and, and dependence truly in the Lord, it, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like it's, it's almost countercultural to what's happening around us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, we live in a society today that, that tells us like, go get it. Don't stop until it's achieved. It doesn't matter what, what it takes or what you sacrifice in the meantime to accomplish it. As long as you accomplish it and you go get it and you get it fast, mm. you know, but I, you know, I love this idea of this season and you have it on the back of your book, um, the Emmanuel book. And it's, it says it's Psalm 135 and it reads, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. Mm. So Ruth, you know, this idea of waiting and dependence and, and sort of just resting in who God is and you know, it's different seasons of our lives. Like, what does it truly look like to wait right now in this season instead of striving after the things that we think are important to God or are important to us? What does it look like to truly wait? Yeah, I've known no better way to wait or to surrender than to increase my understanding of God's greatness. The greater and the more majestic and more God he really is in my heart and my mind, the more I know him to be God, 
the less I think that I'm in control of my own life. And so the truth is like, we live in a culture where nobody says, hey, think small thoughts about yourself. And I'm not saying, you know, like, don't love yourself. I'm just saying the proper view of yourself is a view through God's eyes. And that's it. He is great and that he has created you on purpose and for a purpose. And so in various seasons, I mean, there might be somebody listening right now going, I feel like I've been waiting for a really long time. I don't really know what I'm supposed to do with my giftings. I feel like my life is on hold while I raise little ones. There might be so many things that somebody's feeling as they're going through that particular season of their life. They might be caring for an elderly parent and it feels like everything's on hold. And I just say, God doesn't waste a thing. Even in those hundreds of years that Israel waited, waited for their Messiah, that God didn't waste that season. That was a season where he caused hearts to long for him and to know what they really, truly were desperate for. And so if this particular season in our lives is causing us to be desperate for him, that is a very, very meaningful posture to receive all that he has for us. You know, in the midst of, you know, this Advent season, you know, we've talked about this idea that so many of us get lost in the doing and in the striving that waiting isn't a true practice for us. And it's, it's sort of funny because the, the, you know, original intent of Advent, you know, the liturgical calendar, this is the start of the year for the church in church history, like church fathers set this a time, you set this aside as a time for us to fast pray, you know, really prepare ourselves for for Jesus, for the coming of our, our King. And so in all of that, Ruth, I just want to know, what are you doing personally? Maybe some things that you yeah. could share with our listeners where you're sort of taking inventory, where you're practicing this idea of waiting. Is it through reading? Is it, you know, through worship? What, what are you doing personally? Yeah. Well, it sounds a little bit, probably a little boring and simple, but I am going on daily walks. I really have to put things down and like physically remove myself from my devices and just like leave the laptop, leave the inbox and get outside. And it's pretty cold here in Colorado right now. But when I get outside, suddenly I am given a very physical reminder that I'm small. And I I know that that's not a popular opinion, but I got to tell you, it does so much for our hearts and our minds to prepare room for him all year long when we recognize that all the worries and all the cares and all the things that we feel like we haven't had an answer to our prayers about, those things come into perspective when you step outside and realize, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, that I had nothing to do with the sunrise. I had nothing to do with the sunset. And that every single night, when God calls all the stars to come out at night, um, I didn't do anything. Ruth Joe Simons had nothing to do with that. And so it takes the pressure off and helps me remember that just like God sent Christ, Emmanuel, God with us at the appointed time, right on time, he's going to, he's going to lead me in all of my questions and all the things that I don't have figured out. Even in this season, he will lead when his will ordains it. Like I will literally be able to wait and trust that he's sovereign. He's good. He will finish what he begins in us. Mm. It's beautiful. That is beautiful, Ruth. Something that I want to ask, as you said, God never wastes, right? Our pain. He never wastes a moment in our stories and in our testimonies. But I feel like there are times in our lives that maybe we can potentially waste our weight, right? Like we are unsure of 
what that looks like. We're just sitting around waiting on God to do something. But what if there are moments in our lives that God's waiting on us as well, right? He's waiting on us to take action through surrender, right? Through giving it, just being fully ourselves. What does that look like then to wait with that hopeful expectation of Christ, knowing that he is who he says he is, that he will follow through, but at the same time, he does expect something of us as well. Yeah, I love this conversation. I wish we could just tease this whole thing out, but let me just say this quickly and say, when you look at Paul's letters to the churches, it's always his reminder of what Christ has done for us. And then through that, he says, and then therefore, what you put on and put off, all the acts of obedience, all the ways you can step forward, all the ways you can take the next step, don't come before remembering the greatness of God and what he's done for us through Christ. It always comes after Ephesians 4. You know, you, you see it over and over again, Colossians, Ephesians, you all, that's the pattern. The pattern is Paul says, um, remember, remember what God's done for you. And then therefore out of the gra- gratitude of your heart and the, the being bought at price, now you can put on and put off. So I would say the same thing for us as believers who might be in a waiting season, might be going, well, what am I supposed to do when I don't have all the pieces together? I'd say, start by remembering what he's already done. Start by remembering what he's already done, and that will lead you to take the next step. It's about stewardship. It's not about getting it all right. It's about saying, what can I do today? What has God given me today? If if you have a great desire to um, teach a lot of women in your life, let's say, and you like want to teach the Bible, well, who are you teaching right now? Who's one person? Do you have your neighbor over? If you want to publish a book, well, are you sharing the words that you have right now with anybody who will listen and who anyone who you can um, write to? If you want to start a podcast, are you sharing those things already with who God's given you? So I, those are not, you know, I'm not limited here. I just mean simply saying, yeah when we are grateful for what he's already given us, the undeserved gifts he's already given us, then we start stewarding what we have right this minute without waiting, thinking that we have to have more before we can do something with what he's given us. I love that. That attitude of gratitude and gratefulness then leads to a posture of the heart that is more willing to steward those gifts in more of an obedient way. And I love, I love those words, Miss Ruth, but Something, uh, you know, I could talk to you all day. Like you said, I wish we could tease that entire conversation out. But as we're kind of coming to a close, what we love to do here on the Built Different Podcast is we love to leave the door open for our guests to just share something that God has maybe placed on their heart for such a time as this. Maybe something that he's been really teaching you or speaking to you in this moment of your life specifically. So who I want you to speak to today, Miss Ruth, is the person out there who maybe does feel a little down or discouraged. Maybe the person out there who's unsure uncertain of what's next. They're in a waiting season. Really pain is kind of knocking on their doorstep right now. What would you share to that person that might spark some hope, encouragement, and motivation in and through their lives today? I love this question. And I'll just say the thing that I wish that somebody had said to me when I was feeling exactly that way is the reminder that God's timing is truly always perfect. I think we get so ahead of ourselves and we're so fearful that we're going to miss out. And that's because we're so connected to social media. We're so connected to what everybody else is doing. And I would just encourage a brother or a sister today right now just to lay down all the temptation to compare and maybe even fast from social media for a season Mm. and say, Lord, if this is my one precious life, if I get however many days you get give me, what can I do today to steward this well? And every time I've realigned my heart to that posture, I found that 
He is so, so faithful to give me really fruitful things that I can begin now. And here's the crazy, amazing part. He weaves our stories in ways in which nothing is wasted. 10 years later, you might find that he used every little bit of that, even that neighbor you witnessed to, even that one person that you thought that conversation didn't even matter. He weaves all those pieces together and you have no idea what gifts and blessings he has for you around the bend. But right now you have to full circle. You have to go back to, I will believe that you are the God who will do what you say you will do. And I will trust you right here with my feeble trust, with whatever I've been given, I will trust you today and walk with you today. And so start there. You don't have to be perfect. You simply have to give your heart back to him and start, stop clenching it so tightly. And you know what? He is so kind, so good, so merciful, and he's faithful. Just like he says in his word, um, he will complete what he begins in us. Amazing. You know, what I love about the Lord is he is always weaving things together. Yeah for us to make sense of who he is yeah. and the work that he's doing in our lives. And I love, and I want to go back there to close out the back of the book, Psalm 130. I, you know, if you're familiar with Built Different and me, yeah. you know, this is my favorite Psalm um, because it says verse five. So Psalm 130, verse five, I wait for the Lord. You know, my soul waits for the Lord. You know, I wait for him more than watchmen wait for the morning. Mm-hmm. More than watchmen wait for the morning. It says it twice. And why do watchmen wait for the morning? Because they know it's coming. And the person that is holding the stars, like we talked about, who, who calls the sun to rise and causes the sun to set is at work and is close to us mm-hmm. and is asking us in this season to draw close to him as he draws closer to us to rest with him. And so Ruth in all of that, I just want to say thank you. You are yeah. a gift to yes. the church for just beautifully illustrating the work of God and what he's doing and what he wants to do in and through his people. And so we're, we're so thankful you joined us today and we can't wait to have you back again soon. Thanks so much for encouraging me and it was a gift to be here. Man, everybody, what an incredible episode with Ruth. I'm telling you, she is always spitting truth and she's just so much fun to be with. She's one of the greatest Bible teachers I think I know. And so just hearing her out, something that really stood out to me, I think a common theme, G, was this idea of not missing your moments. I know she started out with that initially. She said that's a tradition that she really wants to hone in on this Christmas with her family, right? Lingering at the table, inviting other people in. But I think this whole Emmanuel book that she wrote about is really preparing a place for God, not only at the table, right, but within our hearts and within our lives each and every day, not just during this Advent Christmas season. And so something that I really want the listeners to hear, G, before I pass it off to you is make sure this Christmas that you're not missing those moments. You know, I think she she even indicated it in the interview. I want this season to be so impactful that when we get to December the 26th, we can look back on all that's happened and say this was one of the best seasons of Christmas, of Advent that I've had because I didn't waste my season through striving and overdoing and outperforming, but instead I made room for moments that were impactful, that impacted people, for the kingdom, that invited God's presence in for me to experience more of who he is. And at the end of the day, I can look back and say, man, this is what the season's all about. And I want to keep doing this for years and years to come. So we had an incredible interview with Ruth. We're thankful for her. Listen, don't be a stranger. Come back next week. We've got another incredible interview on the Built Different Podcast. We'll see you then.